Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to watch or listen to this damn thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting to the left of me is my co-host... Chris Weir. Give it up for Chris Weir! Oh, thank you, guys. It is nothing. Please, put your shirts back on. That's all right. This is the episode titled, Fuck It, We'll Do It Live! So, (laughs) here at Binsky's Bar, (laughs) and uh, thank you guys for coming. This is so exciting. There is about 4,000 people here. Yeah, we wish we could show it. Uh, The fire marshal has already been through, (laughs) so we'll try to get through this. Yeah, we're going to power through, figure it out. (laughs) Your emergency exits are very tight. So, uh, thank you. And then uh, we have a special guest live and in person for the first time on the pod of the San Ronto podcast and the Bleacher Bump Band, Danny Rocket. Hey, thanks. How's it going, everybody? I'm here representing the second place Cubs. How you doing? How about that? <laughs> it was so fun coming on your podcast early in the year. Me like, oh, the first place Reds are going to keep doing it. And then uh, the Brewers brewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've all had our turn being in first place, I think. I don't know Where that you we did have. It? Yeah, You're the only team? <laughs> there might have been one day when we beat the Brewers on opening day, and then we were in first place for a day, maybe two, maybe the entire series. But I think <laughs> that was it. The first week of April, I think it's been since. Somewhere oh. around there. You know what? Still not bad. You were, we've all taken turns at the top. Pirates were up there for a while. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah. They yeah. Got, the, yeah, Cardinals yeah. never did it. Yeah. Fuck Living the Cardinals! Oh, yes. Ooh. We can all agree there. That is exactly where we can agree. So let's talk shit about every team in our division. We'll start with them. How fucking fun is it that they're dog shit? <laughs> well, it's particularly spicy for Cubs fans, being that their big off-season acquisition was Wilson Contreras, who Cub fans were crying about losing, and myself included, by sure. the way. I mean, he's a hell of a player, but uh, you know, they, they, they let him go. He goes to our rival team, talking smack about, oh, now I'm on the right side of the rivalry, and that's what you do when you're mm-hmm. a player. You do those things. Yeah. But, uh, but either way, it made everybody hate him, and we all got mad, and we're like, we're done with you, and, and the to see it go so poorly for him, <laughs> to get benched and, you know, it, be almost let off the team. I think they almost DFA'd him. Like, we almost, you know, took him back and had the Cardinals pay his salary, I think, was <laughs> rumored to be almost happening. No, but it, so it's, it's particularly beautiful. And for them to have the, some of the Ar- Arenado, to have them and Goldschmidt, mm-hmm. and to have the, really the best players in our division and still fall so flat because they refuse to add any pitching to the, the old horse of Wainwright yeah. and stuff. And uh, last place. Last, last place. place. I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's terrific. Put it in a time capsule right now. <laughs> yeah. Bury it to, to be dug up in a thousand years. So when, in a thousand years when a different society digs up this time capsule, yeah. they'll think of the Cardinals as this terrible <laughs> franchise that could not win. This very sad organization. The lowly Cardinals. Oh, God. It just has a nice war. ring to it. <laughs> My 33 rotations on this goddamn rock. I don't think I can ever say that the Cardinals have been in last place until this year. Feels good. It feels great. Mm. Just fuck them. 
And then Jordan Walker's fumbling out of the blocks. That felt good. This uber-hyped prospect for him. The Cardinal way and all that fucking shit. And it's just like, no, he sucked for a while. And they had to rebuild him. It, was, it just feels good. Yeah, God. For everything to go wrong from them, for them is almost as good for, as things going right for the Cubs. For me, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Like, e- even if like, we went 500 and ended up the middling team that we performed as most of this year, I would, I would venture to say that the Cardinals being in last place would feel like a division championship <laughs> in Seriously. some ways. I'm so glad that like, the Reds are actually doing well enough to where that isn't the most exciting part of this whole year is that the Cardinals are doing poorly. Because normally that would be something we'd be rooting for. It's just like the demise of that uh, organization. Oh, we got some Conies coming yeah, in Yeah, we do. We've oh. got Conies, we've got La Rosa's, and we have Malort. And are we putting all three together at the end? You yeah. bet your ass we are. <laughs> we gotta. Don't cross the streams. That's when you travel in the future. <laughs> the Malort and Chile when it crosses. Woo, buddy. That sounds like a recipe for some wet pants. Well, can I ask you a question? Not to get off the trashing of other teams, which I love Please. doing. Yeah. But, but as a Reds fan, uh, and you've had a surprise season, right? Absolutely. In, in, in mm-hmm. your, maybe a, some of your dudes arriving too early. Um, th- does that make it, uh, y- you know, to, to get off the – the, the bottom of the basement where everybody right. had predicted you, uh, is that like almost a victory in and of itself, even if you don't get the division? 100%. Or, or a wild card berth or something? Yeah, like, I are think. Are you still okay with it all? Oh, for sure. Like taking everything into consideration, all the complaints you hear like uh, on Reds Nation, online, it needs to be taken with like a very little grain of salt because we were staring at a 100 loss season last year. And the fact that you can see the strength of what's going to be the future of this organization is so strong at this point, you can't help but be like thoroughly thrilled if you're a Reds fan, regardless of what happens, uh, you know, at the end of the year here, they're in the, they're a contender in September. So that's, that's huge. Yeah. We haven't been able to say that. Like even in 21, we were just a contender in late July, early August. And that's when the front office spent a ton of money going into free agency, going into 2020. And then a thing happened and stopped that. Um, so, <laughs> the thing. The thing. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, we didn't have that thing in Chicago. We just drank a bunch of Malort, and it, it <laughs> kind of passed over us. Like Cured the, everything. Like yeah. the angel yeah. of death. Yeah, Yeah, it's not Jepson who makes Malort. It's Pfizer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got the Johnson and Johnson Malort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lori Lightfoot was like, don't stay home. Chug Malort. <laughs> Get a lazy eye. It's fun. <laughs> Um, so then they did that, and then we had that stretch with a really fun team with Winker, Castellanos, a real great rotation. But then the Cardinals, just fucking Cardinals, and won like 23 games in 20, 23 in a row, and then like went on that run and knocked us out. And it, we always felt like it wasn't our year that year, even though they jammed the window open in 19 and failed the rebuild after the run in 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So... This now feels like a whole new generation of dudes. It feels mm. like the early Braves, like early 10s Braves, with when they like extended Albies, Acuna, got all those dudes up. We're just ahead of schedule like they were by one year. No one it, guessed that. And it doesn't feel like a hodgepodge of like former years where it's just like maybe you can read the tea leaves and see how the Reds might be able to like finagle some wins. You know, we've had some good talent, but like this is like the first time that I can recall, it's like the depth and actual uh, elevation of the talent at this you know, level. Agreed. Yeah, for th- how young these uh, young, <laughs> for how young <laughs> these young kids are. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? 
So yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited. Yeah, it's like it's like the beginning when they brought Bruce up and they brought Votto up and they brought um, like that slew of dudes, and it's just it's freaking it's great. For a Cubs fan, I guess it's a little disconcerting to <laughs> see what you've got coming through because they are so young and talented, like your Ellie De La Cruz, even though he strikes out pretty much all the time, oh, yeah. you know. But still, you know he's going to be good. He looks like a dude, and you have a lot of guys like that. And we're not built like that at all. We're just, you know, kind of doing a little bit from column A of how you build a team and a little mm. bit from column B. Well, we'll get a little veteran guy. And yeah. Maybe this dude will pan out and that kind of thing. But, you know, if to, when you really get that slew of young talent, and that's why I'm scared of you guys and the Pirates, really, ultimately. Yeah. Because, like, I, I'm friends with the farm director, John Baker, who was once a cub, and uh, we used to throw a bunch of events together. But I was talking to him recently, and he's like, dude, the whole minor leagues is stacked. He's like, once these guys start emerging, and they already have O'Neill Cruz and... Mm -hmm. uh, Key Brian uh, Hayes. Key Brian Hayes, and who's that dude that's a catcher, but they made him an outfielder? Uh, um, he's got, Henry, like, an old-fashioned name. Henry. Henry Ford. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Harry so, Ford or... Henry, John Henry, I don't know, something. Henry, yeah. something Oliver Twinkletoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, ha Harry Ford is what I call my hog, because mm. it's always broke down on the side of the road. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys both, I mean... When you look at the division now, which for a moment there it looked like even three or two of the wild card spots plus the division mm -hmm. were going to mm -hmm. go. Like half the division, or the, the playoff berths were going to go to NL Central teams. Right. Still could if the Reds could get in there. Right now we're in second spot, I believe. So right. if, if you see that situation, it's like that could be an emergence of something that next year we're looking at. Like what was it, what year was it? 2015. Yeah, when you had 97 win Cubs, 98 win uh, Pirates, Pirates, and then the Cardinals just you know cardinaling. Yeah, and uh, but so I think that there is a lot of the, you guys and the Pirates youth movement. But once again, it comes down to pitching and comes down to getting some sure. veteran know how because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, the the learning yeah. curve of it all can tend to. That's where we have the leg up is the pitching department. I mean, what they have done with Derek Johnson rebuilding all the way from low A to the majors and the program that they've set in, like, they know what they're doing. Look at what the Pirates have done for the past decade with their pitchers. They build them up, don't know how to effectively use them, trade them away, and then they become elite. Like mm -hmm. Tyler Glass now, Garrett Cole. Like, they just didn't know what they were doing. And that's the, that and, I think, payroll. I think the Reds will actually go out and spend money when they know what they need. This whole year was like... Fuck it. Let the kids play. We'll figure it out. Next year, we'll plug the holes in free agency because we'll have a ton of money coming off the books with potentially Joey Votto, Mike Moustakis coming off the books too. And that's like 24 million bucks or 50 or 44 million bucks a year that they can use. Yeah, that'd be uh, uh, crucial. And that's huge. And then they, they have, they are, there has been signs with this front office and ownership that when they when they know what they're doing, when they feel comfortable with spending money, they'll do it. They'll be in the middle of the road. If they're the windows open, they'll throw money at it to plug the holes. I don't think the Pirates do that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, even my friend John was also telling me, he's like, yeah, our front office isn't open on weekends. <laughs> yeah, like, there's nobody there. Like, you get a message like, you've called the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, press one if this is emergency. Or, like, you know. And Roberto Clemente is singing, like, a song when you're just yeah, not there. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Don't travel by plane. Yeah, we, 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 Will, Willie Stargell singing We Are Family. Like, uh. it's like, what is happening, you know? It's just... Um, 
Yeah, no, so, the, it, and I know we're going to do this later in the show where we talk about poverty franchises. Yeah. Uh, which, which there are quite a few. But I, I, don't, I don't see the Reds as being one. And the Cubs are, are always st- spending money as well, but not necessarily wisely. Like, you know, where you guys did the let the kids play situation. Yeah. We were like, no, nah, we're going to have Eric Hosmer. <laughs> and we're like, no, nah, we're going to put Trey Mancini and Tucker Barnhart, ex-Red great. Tucker Barthart. Sorry, yes. I'll put some respect on the name. Mm-hmm. On, this, on this podcast, his name is Bumper Fart Cart. Oh. <laughs> Tucker Barn Farts, we too. Didn't, we'll accept that. <laughs> we didn't, unfortunately, have him long enough to come up with fun names for him, except for, like, guy we wished we didn't play. Um, so <laughs> It's yeah. either that or Father Time, Jan Gomes. Oh, well, but he, he's Jan been good. Gomes, once again, well, it was one of those, if everything goes right, we could hang around 500 years. Yep. And that's what we did. So it was very much a placeholder year. You, Bellinger coming out and doing, re, you know, returning to his MVP form was not necessarily expected by anybody, no. including Bellinger. No. Mm. And so for him to do that, I mean, I hope that we have like the lead on maybe re-signing him if this is the dude that you can get because you saw him hit, hitting home runs yesterday, yeah. playing batting practice off of everybody this year. He's been great. But he was the only guy that they signed. I guess you could say Dansby's been okay, but that's more of a long-term deal. Well, Dansby's been the back of his baseball card yeah. from, from 21. And that's, that's what you expected. And then you're getting that production out of that contract, too. It's, it's, a, it's a matched value for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like Ian Happ in the way that you're just getting like a, a, well, like a above-average player. Right. Who's going to be solid and be out there every day, which is, you know, the best ability is availability, kind of, you know, <laughs> thing. And that's been what it is. And, and, but, you know, they missed on so many dudes and did not let the kids play. Right. So, you know, we were talking about this, Josh and, and I, last night. Uh, Josh is here in the audience for the podcast listeners. And, and what up, Josh? Hey, Josh! Josh! Give it up for Josh, everybody! Yeah. The, the artist formerly known as Mullet Man for you bleacher creatures. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, but the team that we broke with this year is a completely different team than yep. what we have now. So they did not break with Christopher Morell, which, by the way, I'm wearing a fabulous Christopher Morell shirt from In the Clutch Shirts. That's right. Billy Devore's fabulous uh, company. And um, so, you know, we didn't break with him. Uh, we, we didn't break with, um, God, I'm going to blank. Oh, uh, who's the guy we just traded to? Uh, the Vel- Velasquez. Yeah. Nelson Velasquez, we traded him to the, to, to the Royals. We had Fulmer as our closer, who just kept Oof. blowing up for two months straight. Mm. Yep. And, and they didn't, you know, Alzali was like maybe still like a mid reliever slash maybe starter. Like, we yeah, didn't know. no clue. And, and now, like, he's got his own closer video, you know? Like, <laughs> and we're like, wait, what happened? Like, I don't even think they knew what to expect. They were built for 500. They were built for a possible midseason sell off at the trade deadline to fortify the reserves. Um, and they were like, well, if everybody catches fire, we'll, we'll hang well, around and yeah. maybe we can take this crappy division. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, that's, and that was kind of the game plan going in. And then they kind of half tried at the end, bringing up your Candelarios right. and getting a Jose Quas, which I don't know, this guy's got a four ERA in Kansas City. Like, <laughs> you know, how is this the, the dude that we need? You know? Sure. And it's all, and it's, but they won't bring up your PCAs. They, they Which probably, is crazy P- to Pete me. Pete Crow Armstrong, they won't bring him up. They, they won't bring up, um, uh, well, they just brought up uh, uh, Canario. Yeah. Who is a prospect. 
Did he play yesterday in a no. doubleheader? No. no. You know, so they're just so conservative about every single move they make. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they've had, I don't know, it's just like our, I really love your guys' approach. I think we're a better team. I think we're in first place if you just, like, don't give Hosmer and, Man- and Trey Mancini, former red great Trey Mancini, <laughs> uh, these at-bats, and you give them to these young guys. Yep. And even if there's growing pains, which there will be, of course. you're not wasting at-bats on a guy that's going to hang around the Mendoza line. You know? Right. And who would have thought Cubs front office and ownership being conservative? <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that, that was the plan going into this year, and winning was the byproduct. And... It's pretty cool because we had no other choice. We didn't sign anybody really in the offseason besides the, the he who should not be spoken who started for the Reds and then got blown up in Seattle. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't, but yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Luke Weaver, he sucks dick. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he got blown up in Seattle, and it brought so much joy to my heart. He lost to the A's, and I was like, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> but I like all the other Reds fans or the Reds players on that team. I do want to say that uh, – in regards to like how the Reds are like now, I think I probably Reds fans feel the same way that I thought Cubs fans felt in like uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, like when you could see like their farm system bringing up, you know, like uh, Rizzo, Brian, like all this young talent. And you're thinking like, man, when will it be like our turn to when we finally have like uh, a core group of studs coming up and you can see the horizon, yeah. you know, approaching. And so that's where I feel like we're at now. It's like, oh. You're looking around like we got some legit talent that's coming up within, you know, uh, our team here. Right. And what was nice about that core was you started by signing Lester. So you had a Haas to lead the rotation. Here it's just been like, fucking figure it out, kids. Fight for the fight for the one. And it's worked out so far. But you can see with like, especially with Abbott, they're getting tired because they've never pitched this much. Right. And now here's the question. Next year. Well, you'd be disappointed if you're not taking that step forward Agreed. and, like, not at least getting a wild card spot. 100%. Yeah. I think so. If we so don't this get... year it's gravy, and next year you're like, you better do it, otherwise, you know. Yeah, I think we're really excited to see a full 162-game campaign put together by this now, what is the, the current, the present, the future of the kids that just arrived. So I'm excited because we've – you know, put all these pieces together this year, and you're seeing like the bigger names, the De La Cruz's, the CES, Marte's, just just now really getting together. So I think next year is going to be something where it's just like, okay, we got something to prove now. Yeah. So hopefully they, you know, come in hot uh, to start off the year, and I think they will have a really great season next year. I do too. And what's frustrating is is the Brewers. Can we move on to trashing the Brewers? I keep seeing it yeah. on the list. I'm like, Fuck. when are we going to get to the Brewers? Because we got to trash these jerks. Dude, it's just amazing how mediocre, they, just above mediocre they can be, and then just pull dudes out of nowhere and be like, just plug them in middle relief or pull, like, they're, they're young core with Widmer and whoever. Then they just plug in. It's like, oh. We'll, we'll always be 80, 89 to 93 wins. It just keeps working for them, seemingly. They haven't, like, stopped gaining ground. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, what will happen is, is the stadium will fall apart, and they have to move, and we don't have to worry about them. Yeah, the only thing that will be standing will be the slide. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Birdie, Br- the brewer, just looking around, like, what happened to my house? <laughs> just, just like Will Smith in that meme, just standing around looking. <laughs> 
He's not homeless. He's chalet-less. The most interesting thing about the Brewers to me is that Craig Council's in his final year of his contract. And to me, like 10 of those wins are easily Council's wins. Like somehow he takes these fringe dudes and knows exactly how to use them. And he like treats them like a box of crayons to make a (laughs) masterpiece. (laughs) You know, know, somehow he can take Crayola and hang it in the Louvre. Like I don't know (laughs) how it's possible to do, but he's, uh, you know, just been able to do it year after year after year. Yep. And on paper, they can't hit. Nope. They got those two pitchers, and they got a bullpen from the gods. Yeah. Well, it's also that council knows when to, when to deploy. Not doesn't hesitate. It's like, all right, this is the perfect time to throw them out. They've seen their three hitters. We're going to manipulate and put them in right here in this spot. And there's, you know, Rossi isn't great at it. Uh, what do you call him, Ross GPT? Yeah, Ross GPT. (laughs) He just spits out the numbers that are coming from above. You Mm. know, he gets his little printout every day with the matchups and the lefty-righty splits and does not ever deviate from that, Ross GPT. How can you hold him to fault if that, you know, because that's just the thing. It's like, well, the numbers said this. I think it's a very, like, uh, conservative way to, you know, orchestrate, like, how you're putting people out there. Right. And the only way he's going to get fired is if, like, there's a fist fight in the dugout. Because that's <laughs> his job, is just managing egos. Mm. Instead of and then just deploying the spreadsheet at the right time. And, the, and, and David Bell's the same way. He is terrible with his bullpen. And he does this thing where he doesn't put... We, we don't have true high-leverage situation relievers. Instead, he just deploys what he thinks is the best arm in that situation outside of their roles, and they get shelled. You see it with Sims? Yeah, totally. Diaz, who has the second most appearances in all of baseball, uh, tied with Ian Jabot, E-Tain, E-Tain legend from Great Britain in the World Baseball Classic. Um, I think I saw some of this yesterday because what's been driving Cubs fans nuts this year is that, you know, there'll be two outs in the inning, uh, maybe a man on first or something, but no danger. You're up by three runs or something like that. There's two outs in the inning. And then out comes Ross GPT to make the pitching change yeah. because this guy mm. walked on a bad call or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I'm like, are you serious? You're going to – because it, now it's a dirty inning. And then so often, the, more often than not, it seems like those are the innings that get out of hand because this guy is like, oh, I'm going to deploy uh, our lefty specialist against the lefty. But he – but it, because it's a dirty inning, he ends up paying too much attention to the runner on first. And then he walks that guy. Now it's first mm. and second. And now they're scoring a run with a single because yep. now the matchup's wrong. And it's like – there's never any, like, thinking two steps ahead. Like, if you play chess, like, the really good chess players are doing, like, five steps ahead. You right. know, like, Craig Council's a five-step-ahead manager. And, like, Ross GPT has just got maybe one, two steps tops. Like, he's not looking ahead to see how this all, like, lays out for the next three innings or whatever it's going to be. And I think we saw some of that yesterday with those, like, two-out pitching changes yep. with nobody on sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're trying to avoid the, th- the three-batter rule. That's the whole thing that they're trying to do, is yeah. they're trying to sneak around it. Which, who would have thought baseball trying to manipulate the rules? Mm. <laughs> who would have thought? Weird. It's so odd. You know what's even more odd is, what happened at your, uh, your neighboring ball club this week in Chicago? Oh, Did you guys this see is this? delicious. Oh, my God. Those last mean yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a fun, lighthearted story about a shooting. <laughs> Uh, so the White Sox last weekend, there was a lady who hid a gun in her folds. Fat folds. Mm-hmm. Fat folds. For the layman. 
Well, I didn't know you had to be specific with fat when talking about <laughs> folds on a human. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Elbow fold, I guess. Yeah, that, that hides a Glock. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> so the, how this woman got the gun in, aside from her uh, job of the hut physique, was that... Uh, that's rude, but accurate. Uh, <laughs> they kept, she kept setting off the metal detector. She set it off like three times, and security was too embarrassed to ask her to pull up the folds. You know this wasn't the first time that she's done this. She's gotten <laughs> away with this before. That amount of confidence, like, no, 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 no. They never check the folds. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sneak in peanuts, but now, a gun. <laughs> yeah, most people just uh, like sneaking in a bottle of Jack or something like that, but... You you know. yeah. <laughs> Smith and Wesson, baby. No, yeah, and then she's just packing extra magazines. Pretty fucking rad. <laughs> well, what choice did she have? We don't have open carry in Chicago, so she's got to hide it in the fat folds. Like, it's true. You know, she's it, you got to protect do? yourself at Sox Park. You know, they're having a, a tough season. There's a lot of anger out there. Yeah, you know? did you see those dudes going up on, like, bird scooters and shit saying, like, hey, you got to pay for this parking? And they're, like, harassing these cars pulling up. Like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And they give them, like, 30 bucks. And then they aren't dudes that are parking attendants. They're just politely robbing you. Nice. And then scurrying off on birds and limes. Pretty great gambit, if you ask me. That's nice. That's a good hustle culture. I appreciate that. (laughs) I just figured out how to pay my rent next next month. So I'm I'm in good shape. (laughs) So the woman gets in with the 9mm in section 3 or 4 fold. Gets Mm -hmm. in. And then is sitting out in the outfield, and then she moves, the gun drops, and then goes off, grazes somebody's leg, and then grazes another person's stomach. And what really sucks is that it was Chicago Public School Night Out at the ballpark, Mm. and both of the people that got hit were teachers. (laughs) So getting shot outside of the classroom's a new one for them. (laughs) Very, very strange. But uh, I, I heard she was a teacher. Is that not true? They, yeah, she or, was. Uh, oh, she wait, was. The, 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 the gunfold lady or the people who got shot? The, the gunfold lady. I don't know if she's a teacher or not. Oh, okay. I thought well. she was. Oh, yeah. She, well, P.E. Yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> she's, she certainly learned a lesson at the very <laughs> least. You, know. you can take yeah. the, co- <laughs> the Chicago teacher out of the schools, but you can't take the firearms out of the fat flaps. Yeah. <laughs> if you've learned anything. Very good point. We did learn this, yeah. We did learn. It was, the it the was game w- didn't stop because Reinsdorf, like, I still need to make money. That was the shocking part. Is yeah. that they did not stop the game yet? They did cancel a vanilla ice concert <laughs> with to- Tone Loke and who's the other Rob guy? Rob Bass. Uh, Rob Bass. Yeah, he's the one that did uh, you know joy and pain, <laughs> sunshine. Well, so this is an example rain. of firearms doing good. Right? <laughs> yeah. It prevented the vanilla ice concert. Yeah, it's true. I, I NRA like, should have picked this up little, immediately. Little, <laughs> little funky Cole Medina, you're not about it. You know? Why not? I get funky Cole Medina. Funky Ice. nine Medina. There had to have been someone there, though, that really didn't want to go to that concert afterwards. And they're like, man, I just want to get the heck out of here. <laughs> and like all of a sudden, a gun goes off like, thank you, God. <laughs> it's shocking, though. I mean, they, they cancel it for drizzle. You know, it could be yeah. drizzling and no extent, <laughs> no cancel a game. stray you know? bullets. Yeah. yeah, if it's stray bullets, you're like, eh, it, it, what's the odds it's going to happen again? Yeah, well, it's yeah. technically two stray you bullets. You 30 minutes. <laughs> that is a drizzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
True. So, so Paul, I also did a little little bit more research, which is found three more Google links. Pretty cool. Nice. And supposedly there was a shooting a mile away, and the lawyer of the uh, of Pizza the Hut was like, "Hey, I didn't bring a gun. It didn't go off. That was a shooting from a mile away." And they're like, mm, "No, it fucking didn't. It was from your gut. It was from the gun. Yeah. It so." That's just insane. Yeah. It's a it's not our proudest moment as a city. I'll, I'll say that. No. That was pretty rad. Right. I, I appreciate you guys more. I have a lot more respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Able to sneak guns and <laughs> to the game, dude. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, the most <laughs> the most south side thing. Sneak the gun in and then they've got the the mafia hat and jacket in the dugout. You Come know, it's going to be like new protocol where they do like training for like the security guards now at the stadium where like Okay, if they're of a certain size, you're going to have to get the flap gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to ask them what lubed or unlubed. You're going to have to get in there. So get there early because that line in Chicago is oh, going to be quite yeah, long. <laughs> start separating people out by weight class. Oh, come mm. on. It's the Midwest. We're all that way, baby. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, I, I, I fucking, I went to that ballpark, and I hate how they truly have you sociologic, like, like cla- it's, it's class warfare in there. Like, if you're on yeah. that third level, you can only get in that way. And if you're, they just look at you, are like, you're poor. You can only stay up here. So they separate the way, like, you enter and, like, all that. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. like the Titanic where there's certain classes. Exactly. Were you dancing with Irish people? <laughs> <laughs> Spin me, Jack. <laughs> when Alicia and I got to the very top of the ballpark, she just opened up her arms. <laughs> It's like, hold me. Yeah, it's the 100-level ticket there, which, by the way, is where this shooting took place, I might add. Yeah. Like, this was not up in the cheap seats that this has happened in any way. This was yeah. the 1%. Yeah, this is... <laughs> not 1% body fat, though. Boom, roasted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 1%, per- 1% of Sox cl- uh, fans is pretty much like the family in Roseanne. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know that we're ripping on this woman for being large and in charge, but I am also using this mic stand... And it's sitting on my tummy as a shelf. Yeah. So, I, 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 look. As I'm doing the same. So. <laughs> we do like skyline luges here. We got, <laughs> we got yeah. no diabetes foot to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> I have three food tattoos. <laughs> yeah. So, I, 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 just my thing is, is I know not to own a gun and leave it next to stretch mark four and 12. So, <laughs> I'm good there. But what a fucking poverty organization, the White Sox. It's hilarious. Their whole build, they were like, we built it up. And then Reinsdorf was just like, let's get this guy with dementia to run the ball club with Tony La Russa, Hall of Fame person. Hall of Famer type baseball person. Well, that's, what, well, that's what he said when he got pulled over for yeah. his like, ninth DUI in Arizona, which I think you can have like 12 and not get arrested or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, pulled, they pulled him over. They're like, he was like, do you know who I am? I'm a Hall of Fame person. They're like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Grandpa. Get the cruiser. Um, but, like, I don't blame the front office. I blame Reinsdorf for La Russa coming in and, like, just totally blowing the whole thing up in the development. But yet, they fired everybody. They cleaned house. Yeah, they got rid of uh, uh, Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. And, uh, I mean, as a Cubs fan, also delicious, you know, to watch this happen to the White Sox. Who, I will say that, for the most part, I think Cubs fans don't really care about White Sox fans. It's White Sox fans that always have it in for the Cubs. And I'll just do a quick story about this. Well, first of all, my, our, our buddy Mai Tai guy got totally jumped in the bathroom in the last time we played 
the 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 White Sox in what? their stadium. Yeah, you know my Thai guy. Yeah, he got his, his lip was all bloody, his eye was black. Like they and over, you know, my Thai guy. You know, he talks a little smack here and there, but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. deserve a beating within an inch of your life and a, and a night in the hospital, which is what it ended up being. Oh man! But Oof. I was at a playoff game when they they had. Uh, one series, a wild card series or whatever, maybe when they won the division last time, I don't remember. But it was a must-win game for them to move on. It was a day game. It had been rained out the day before, and the guy couldn't use his ticket. So my White Sox fan friend said, all right, don't wear any Cubs crap, but you can <laughs> come down to this White Sox game and see a playoff game. And I'm like, all right, I'll go down. Great seats right behind the White Sox dugout. Like, we were, oh, we were nice. balling. Right? So I'm, I'm up in the bathroom. And, and 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 uh, everybody's just peeing, right? Just normal, like you know, don't talk to each other. Yeah, this is a <laughs> private moment we're having. And I heard these two guys talking next to me. He's like, hey, at least it's not like wriggly with the troughs. Like, <laughs> guys looking at each other's junk and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, we are at your team's playoff game. <laughs> the Cubs are out of it. We're home. You guys are back <laughs> in the Dominican, California, hanging out. Our team, that's what our team's doing. You're in the playoffs, and you're talking about Cubs fans looking at each other's junk at the trough, like <laughs> rent-free in their heads, dude. <laughs> so, like, that's just one example of how we live rent-free in their head because we are the number one team in Chicago. We will yeah. always be. Yeah. So to watch this happen to them after they just talk trash after trash after trash, that makes my work easy. I don't have to talk trash. No. You, they you, can talk trash about themselves because yeah. it's so horrible. And mm-hmm. then they... Gets is the guy that they get. Yeah. And he's from within the organization. So how are you changing anything except for getting a guy who knows even less than the guys you fired? More of the same culture. Exactly. Yep. So they can fail all they want because, you know, unfortunately that just makes tickets more expensive at Wrigley Field <laughs> yeah. as more and more Cubs fans are made every single day. But And the troughs yeah. are my favorite thing at Wrigley Field. It's I love efficient. it. You get to look at all the dicks. So they're efficient. there. Spray, hanging to- out. It brings you together as a fan base. Yeah. They used to have it in the upper deck where there was like a low wall that you could put, rest your beer upon. And on the other side were more troughs and another guy. And then his beer on a wall. So you'd be staring into this man's eyes as you, you know, took care, <laughs> care of business. And it brought you together as a fan base. It's how we won in 16. <laughs> it's, how we, it's how we did it. But it's... Uh, no, it, it's fun to see the White Sox going down. And, but at the same time, you know, it's such a great baseball town. Mm-hmm. And uh, the South Side has a rich tradition uh, with when of Comiskey shootings. was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of fat people hiding guns in their fat. <laughs> no, it, no, a rich tradition of baseball, even going back to the Negro Leagues with uh, the, the number one game, the East-West game, was yeah. played yeah. at Comiskey Park. And it was like, you know, basically like Christmas and Easter, baseball rolled into one uh, in, for baseball on the south side of Chicago. So it, is, so it would be nice to have two competitive teams. And, you know, and a lot of it is the nepotism that we get from Jerry Reinsdorf. This is what happens when a, a 90-year-old billionaire is allowed to run roughshod over a baseball team. It's yep. like he hires his old friend Tony Russo. He's falling asleep on the bench. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's pathetic and, uh, you know... I, I, it would be fun if there was ever a Cubs Sox World Series, for example. Oh, that'd be, be incredible! That'd be awesome for the city of Chicago. It might be Mrs. O'Leary's cow part too, but you know, <laughs> dude, it'd be so but, rad. But it'd be fun. It'd be great. It, I don't know who's more of a poverty organization: them, the A's, or the Angels. Boy, howdy! Mm. 
Hilarious. You botch Shohei, you botch Trout, you go for it at the deadline, and then you DFA everyone you traded for that set your organization back at least five years, and Shohei's like, nah, I'm going to go. What nice. a whirlwind, seriously. They were going for it, and all of a sudden, in the span of like a, a week and a half, Shohei's crying <laughs> yeah. as a UCL situation, and all of a sudden, yeah, we're just going to have a yard sale for all these players. I mean, that just turned around so quickly. And the best part was then, like, somebody tweeted about, like, hey, tell me, tell me about your painful Angels story. And then ex-pitcher for the Angels, C.J. Wilson, said, hold my beer, and <laughs> went off on Twitter. Yeah, he, he said did. when they refused to buy pool holes a special treadmill because it was expensive, that was comical. <laughs> there was no breakfast served at spring training until the second week in 2012. Holiday Inn does that. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, you can get free oatmeal at a counter, mm -hmm. and the angels are like, mm, we're the not doing double it. Double Tree offers complimentary <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> No weight room until 2013. Coming from Texas, where fitness was 100% expected, it was shocking how lazy they expected the players to be. And then commented and said, imagine telling players, just run really hard to first base, and you'll be in great shape. <laughs> so funny from a millionaire pitcher just shitting on an organization that just gave him $75 million. Hey, I dig it. It's Yell so funny. Him, and, then, and then he said, imagine telling players, uh, imagine telling players to be physically ready for 8 a.m. workouts by, quote, stopping at Chick-fil-A if you need to eat. I don't know. Dude, I don't understand, like, how Shohei is, like, in this organization. It seems insane. They offered him more money. Yeah. Than when he, when he was visiting. He wanted to be yeah, on the yeah, West yeah. Coast. It was them, Mariners, Dodgers, and the Angels offered him, like, $10 million more. Hmm. Well, I mean, you talk about, like, the White Sox being the second team of Chicago you got the Dodgers in L.A. and the Angels, and it's not that close. I mean, they're an hour away from each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Cubs and Sox are a lot more close as far as distance-wise go. But, uh, you know, it's the Angels, they're kind of an afterthought of a team. Yes. I think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't even remember. The, I, they won a World Series, which I even forgot about. <laughs> you know, it was like, wait, the Angels won a World Series? When? I forgot the Angels were a team. The you know, Rally Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Those? They had the rally monkeys. Oh, the ra yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I was confused by it too. We got, I went to the stadium there, and there was monkeys everywhere. I was like, "What happened here?" <laughs> I think that's when I found out they won the World Series. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I tuned out because the Cubs weren't last that year, and I stopped watching it yeah. in, in, on September 8th or something." You know, but I thought they just like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, yeah that team. I mean, they tried everything. They never had the pitching. Uh, they they never could figure that out. No. They hired Joe Madden. Who, who is a brilliant manager. We all saw what he did with the 2016 Cubs. And uh, he, had, he has a couple World Series rings. He did it with the Rays. The team Guys, he, did, he won the World Series with guys that nobody had ever heard of before yep, they won the World for Series. For sure. So this guy is, is a special kind of manager. They get him with the Angels, and then they threw a bunch of stat nerds at him. Yep. And they said to him, they had him in the dugout. So, like, they come into the dugout for the game, and then there's these uh, analytics dudes being like, hey, we think you should do with the, this with the lineup. And he goes, no, 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 I made the lineup. You guys get out of here. And he yeah. went to the front office and said, I don't want these guys in the dugout with me. We, I got the numbers. I read everything. Yeah. I set the lineup. I know what these dudes are going through. I know baseball. I watch it every day. You guys are sitting in front of a computer. Mm -hmm. And so they had a... a well, they didn't agree on mm -hmm. how it should go forward. And I, I think that and then he got pushed out. 
Yeah, and the, 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 his getting fired story was so funny because they were on a 13-game losing streak. He then is like, all right, I'm going to get the team ready. I'm going to motivate him. Shaved his hair into a mohawk, and the GM comes to his front, ha- front door. That, right after he does it, knocks. He opens. He goes, oh, you did the mohawk. He goes, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, stay home. You're fucking fired. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's hilarious. So great, which is just a poverty franchise move. So it's between them and the Rockies, A's. There's a good White Sox. Mm. The, uh, the Rockies had another incident this week. Uh, Acuna was in center field for the Braves, and a uh, guy ran on the field, wanted a selfie. Just like, hey, come here, bud. It seems wildly too easy to do that. Like, when you see, like, those videos that come out, it's like, oh, you can just run out on the field. No one's going to stop you. And if they do, you're probably quicker. <laughs> well, have you seen some of Wrigley's security? Like, I, dude, I mean, I think I, my 50-year-old legs could outrun some of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, so, but some of these guys, though, that run Wrigley's security, like, they actually guarded prisoners in, like, the Korean War and stuff. So, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, so, but I, can think, I think I could outrun an 85-year-old man, though. So, <laughs> it, but it's... Uh, It'll be close. No, it's, it's true, and now they've got those nets up, so you'd think they make it a little harder, but these dudes are still right. jumping out of the field. There was that thing in April. I don't know if you saw where a guy in Dodger Stadium went to propose, and he, got, he went out there and he got on one knee, and, dude, security came out and bodied yeah. this guy, completely bodied him and threw him down. So they're not messing around in L.A. at all. No. Colorado, I think they're messing around a little bit more. Yeah, because in April, there was a guy who climbed on the home dugout and tackled Dinger, their mascot, realized he was drunk and went, oh, I shouldn't have done that, hopped up, ran up the stairs, and ran out of the ballpark. He had to turn himself in. (laughs) Not security catching him. He was like, I feel bad. I tackled a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) And then went to the police. Hey, man. You get, if there's a dinosaur in front of you, you might you know, have some weird flashback. And think, <laughs> think Instincts you're in the kicked middle. in, all yeah. this nom stuff, flashback. Yeah, exactly. You could be <laughs> think you're in Jurassic Park all of a sudden, and, you're, and, you're, and you've got a T-Rex coming at you. You don't know. Yeah, you just look at that purple dinosaur in the back of your head. It's like, I love you. Yeah. You love me. Yeah, you don't know what that guy's been through. No. With, with Barney. Yeah, no shit. Thank you for picking me up on the reference there. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. just uh, so, so, like, another way I know that the Rockies are such a dog shit poverty franchise, I was at Sloan Park this year, a couple rows behind home plate, talking to some buddies, and uh, they're playing the Rockies, and I lean in my buddy, who's a huge baseball fan, and mm-hmm. I go, what are the Rockies doing? Like, what is their plan? And he loudly goes, well, this old rich guy sits at a desk and screams at 12 interns and then falls asleep. <laughs> and wakes back up 15 minutes later screaming at the same people to do something completely different. That's how the Rockies are ran. And then we hear two rows in front of us, right, front row, visiting dugout. We just hear a couple claps like, hey, there you go, boys, way to pick it up. And we're like, who the fuck cheers at a spring training game? And then this older guy approaches and walks up the steps. And we realize it's Dick Manfort, the owner of the Rockies. <laughs> Did he fall asleep right after that? Yeah, he went up. He's like, I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> All they needed was a nachos. little encouragement to do better, I think. And then it was going to be fine. I, I heard a story. Uh, there's this guy I know on, uh, from Twitter. And I've done a couple. He's got his own podcast, too, uh, called, um, God, what is it called? I'm blanking. But something, something in Ivy. Everything that is, uh, oh, Pinwheels and Ivy. Okay. Because it's a Sox-Cubs mashup podcast. And this guy, K-Fids, he was Chris Bryant's uh, high school coach oh, really? in Las Vegas. And so he knows him and the, and the family very well. And uh, he's talked to Chris about why he went to Colorado. There's a couple reasons. 
Chris Bryant is a very kind of simple dude who loves Disney movies. Yikes. He likes to um, sit at home with his family. He doesn't drink. Doesn't like, real clean living kind of guy. Is he Mormon? He he lives like a Mormon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he, okay. Yeah. He you know he 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 thinks. Uh, he thinks uh, Britney Spears is rock and roll. Like, you know, <laughs> like he, he does. The world is six thousand years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's in that camp. Like, okay. And, and so, uh, you know, he's just a real clean living dude. And so there was a, a match for him in Colorado because you're under the radar. Like you think these all these guys want to be in New York or L.A. or so, or, or some crazy families like Philadelphia, where these guys are on you every day. It did not actually go very well for him in Chicago. He hated all that stuff, so he had to shut off his phone all the time because we're nuts. Cubs fans are nuts. Yeah. So he decided to go to Chicago in the promise that the Rockies were going to add to their team and build around him. None no. of that happened. <laughs> right. No. no it, was, it was a straight-up lie. Yep. Mm. And Chris is pissed about it. And now – Chris has also had trouble staying on the field with a, a lot of injuries. Mm. But Why would you try when they aren't trying either? Well, I mean, I think he is trying. He's I always meant playing been, through like yeah. an injury. Like you could be like, ah, I'm a little sore. Nah, put me on the 15-day. Yeah, absolutely. Because even this guy's 80% is a lot of good dudes 100%, you know? Right. So, uh, so anyway, it's just like, the, and I agree with that assessment that they will change their mind about like going for it or not. Look at the Angels. Oh, we failed in a two-week period. Let's completely, uh, you know, make a deficit yeah. for our franchise mm. for the foreseeable future. Unlike uh, Cohen from the Mets, who said, "I screwed up. None of this worked. I got all these high-priced dudes, but I'm going to trade them, eat the money, and buy prospects. Yep. And then in two years, I'm going to have the same slew of dudes, and we're going to try it a different way. And that is how you do it. The other guys." They just won't spend the money no matter what. Exactly. You are 100% correct. And it was a genius move. And, uh, yeah, man. Like, I also heard this. Like, when the, like or, well, the reason the Rockies didn't do a whole lot of the trade deadline the past, I don't know, 30 fucking years is because front offices would call and no one picked up. No <laughs> one knew who to call. No one knew who to be like, hey, we want C.J. Crone. Okay, well, uh, can we get anyone on the line? They're like, nope, we're... High in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. We're working on a family plan here, and we don't have any way to pick up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we paid too much for long distance. We have cricket service here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hilarious poverty franchise. So goddamn funny. So, oh, just beautiful. Yeah, we're not a poverty franchise, and we're just bad at spending money. You know? Yeah, it's I like just it don't get it. could go the other way. We should give... Some to somebody who knows what they're doing, I think, is, would be <laughs> kind of nice. It's just old wealthy people thinking they have all the right decisions, and that's, I think, getting in the way of like a lot of people progressing. Yeah, the only way old, rich, white dudes come is by not spending and winning. Yeah, mm. remember they used to have that championship belt that they used to hand out by who like saved the most money? You ever hear about the no. owner, the ownership championship belt? No, that they, it leaked out that it even happened because it was a secret owners cabal situation where they had like a WWF or WWE, I guess now yeah. champion. That shows how old I am. <laughs> si the design belt 
that they would pass around and like put a patch, I guess, for every owner that was able to like basically rip off your players the best. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look this thing up, man. Was, they tried to bury it. I'm sure like every day they're paying another 20 bucks to keep it off Google. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> the only time they'll spend money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Between that and adrenochrome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> really surprised that hit. Oh, that was uh, what a fucking pull. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a cool guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a neat island. <laughs> what a neat Welcome island. Welcome to Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the pamphlet said. Knickknack, Tabasco. That's a different show. That's a Bond yeah. movie. Oh, Ricardo Montalban. What a guy. That guy partied. Did you know that Sorosis killed Jeffrey him? On Epstein's island. On the island. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Spreading rumors now on this show. <laughs> it wouldn't be. It's not the first time. We do partner. a lot. We do a lot of speculating. Oh, our show. favorite thing is to speculate. Mm. You know who was not on those flight logs? The Cubs or Reds? How about that transition? How about it? Huh? Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks was on the flight logs. Anyway, <laughs> we got a four-game series. We played two of them yesterday. Split with you guys. That was pretty cool. The first game sucked on our end. Really cool for you guys. Second game sucked sucked for you guys. Really cool on our end. Well, for one inning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it was really cool at the end, but like the rest of the thing, you weren't doing that cool. No, it wasn't one that re- cool. One run, you know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you. Well, the thing about can we start with the Cubs' loss? Yeah. Because first of all, I missed the old Reds bullpen because you guys were throwing out a bullpen game. Yep. And like the old, like give me like. Jumbo Diaz out there, you know, mm. like that's that's the Reds bullpen I, I wanted to feast. I'm like, oh, Reds bullpen game, and like just like, automatically I start sal- oh. salivating. I'm like, oh, Reds bullpen, this is gonna be delicious. Jumbo Diaz could hide a gun under his folds. <laughs> yeah, 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 he for sure could. <laughs> <laughs> Dude could hide a freaking flamethrower. <laughs> so, uh, so because, but he was not a flamethrower. He was Jumbo. He was. Yeah, he could throw kind of hard. He right? did triple digits. You'd yeah, be was, like, "Holy shit! How did yeah. he do that?" And you're like, "He's 300 pounds." Yeah, put and a lot behind it. It went straight and it went far when you hit it. But yep. It, yeah. But um, yeah. But for for you guys to throw out a bullpen game, us to load the bases right in the beginning and have that dude that was obviously struggling to find the plate, who's either mm-hmm. walk or strikeout uh, kind of uh, stuff that he had, which is always good stuff. Yep. As long as it can uh, be competitive, the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, for us not, not to capitalize on that situation, I think was the death knell for the game. Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of that, which we're like, oh, the Cubs come on strong. And then they're like, oh, we're going to score a million in this game. And then it's just nothing. Like we had games against uh, – we had a one to nothing game against – God, who do we play? Who do we – Brewers. Yeah. One to nothing game against the Brewers on Wednesday. And it held – oh, no, Tuesday. And it held up. Yeah, and I'm like, and they scored that run in the first inning, and I'm like, well, this isn't gonna hold up, and it did. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Um, and then you won the other, another game, two to one, right? Two to one, and so we just haven't really been scoring, um, taking advantage of uh, of, of uh, opportunities like that, and um, yeah, it's just been real inconsistent, you know. And then mm. I think yesterday was like kind of, we didn't score to the end of that game, uh, the first game either. Was mm-hmm. those were t- tight games until the. The end of the first game, then it yeah. Cubs added on. Well, Ashcraft pitched really well yeah. Yeah. until he got into the six, got into you know runners on first and second. He had five innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs, one walk, six Ks, gave up one dinger to goddamn Bellinger, who is just on fire, seeing everything clearly. Um, 
and and they just owned him. Like a lot of swings and misses, and a, and in that second inning from Ashcraft, one, two, three, with like seven pitches. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of movement with his pitches. Like his slider's looking great. His cutter's doing really well. I think I I saw a stat, but I think Ashcraft has like some of the best movement as as far as like starting pitching goes. But he does get in trouble. He leaves like his off speed stuff up. Which also his slider against Bellinger broke right into his bat. Yeah. That was pretty rough. Um, but yeah, so, and he also has changed the shape of his slider. He can have it do, he can have it drop, and he can have it, have it sweep a little bit too. And he's got, he's just, his control has gotten worlds better since he had that rough patch in May. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you guys just got on Lucas Sims, got shelled, and then it was like, well, I guess we're not scoring any more runs. Yeah. And it's just inconsistent because of our young bats. That's a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ellie Day LaCruz struck out a bunch yesterday, I know, and, mm. and, and he came on like gangbusters. But, you know, it, but you managed, even though it was a tight game in that second game, you know, to, to have the young guys, like you said right before it happened, you said this could be the moment that puts this kid on the map for yep. Reds fans. And then he was able to do it and come through in that moment and get the single and win the game. Mm. You know, I'm thinking we're going to extras. And the Reds had another idea about it. So, you know, let, no, let's end it right here. I want to watch some fireworks. Like, let's go. And so, you know, that's frustrating to the Cubs fans. But these are the margins that we were losing on earlier in the year mm-hmm. where, like, we got walked off on the Marlins, like, or the Marlins walked off on us uh, two games straight in Miami mm-hmm. where they scored late. We were winning the whole game. And then, boom, it just, like, turned around. And, you know, Alzali being – this dude, like, we thought he was up in the first game, by the yep. way. They were going to bring him out, and then the Cubs were able to add on. They sat him and finished the game with Keegan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made him do another inning. But with, uh, but with Alzali, he's a young dude. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not somebody that was even considered to be our closer. Maybe rumored to maybe possibly be a closer candidate. Mm-hmm. But now he's got the video. Right. You know, and that's a little bit surprising to Cubs fans. He's been pretty much nails until really recently because he had a little blow up against uh, Milwaukee as well yep. where he, he hit a guy with the bases loaded when they brought him in in the eighth. And that tied the game. Cubs able to come back and win it. But, but still, it's like this isn't the kind of like playoff closer because otherwise we sweep yesterday. If we have yep. like – a roll this Chapman circa 2016, like yeah. Bump, yeah. pumping in 105 at you, like the game's over and everybody goes, oh, that's not how we're built. Right. The 2016 team wipes the floor with the 2023 club. Agreed. Agreed. So it's like it's just a different kind of scenario that we're facing. So, you know, for the Cubs not to be able to win that second game when we were winning it at the very end, is kind of indicative of like the lukewarm ultimate non-confidence I have in my team, like <laughs> going much too far into a playoff series without like just a lot of like miracles. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think with the Reds, they've been relying on like kind of the magic stuff and winning a lot of those one-run games, whereas now it's not seemingly uh, coming up. Uh, you know, at the end of the the results, there's not getting those uh, wins as frequently as what they were you know, at the, the first half of the year. I right. Feel. And you also had Alexis Diaz, who was so elite for the first two-thirds of the season, and then he's just gotten tired, man. He's a young kid who hasn't pitched this much ever. He's the second most appearances in all of baseball with Ian Jabot. So it's like, yeah, he's going to drop a few. But still, saves leader. That's what we have over you guys is when he goes out, it's nails. Yeah. And he's only like 
26. Yeah, he's one of the few like reds like in the bullpen that are, like every time he comes out, I feel good about it. You know, there's like definitely like I I do like our bullpen, but the amount of hesitation that I have of like, oh, I'm not sure if Sims is going to do well this time or Jabot. But uh, Diaz is the dude that's just like, okay, he is a solid player. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got cool uh, come out music. When oh, he, yeah. When he he does. Out. Oh, yeah. They dim the lights and everything goes nuts. Yeah. Like, that was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But There's a Matador photo over there. We didn't realize that earlier. Oh, shit. A little black velvet. How about it? Well, what's really cool is when that Diaz brother comes out uh, of the bullpen, he doesn't need a wheelchair to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. really cool. It's a fair joke. Thank you. It's a fair joke. So, yeah, you guys know that, hey, moving forward, i.e. 2024, we need to sign a real closer or a real high leverage guy because we're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Um, Need a setup guy. Yeah, Nick Martini taking you guys yard. What what years was he a Cub? God, a year that's forgettable because I forget. (laughs) I mean, but it was like 2021, 22, even 20 maybe he was there. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but it was was a half a season kind of thing, which 2020 was basically half a season, not even. Um, But... Yeah, Nick Mar- ex-Cub great, Nick Martini, <laughs> on, the, on the Nick Martini revenge tour last night, you know, <laughs> just ruining a, you know, like my cousin, she comes all the way from Chicago down to your fine city, they get one game with their son, like he's a young man and you've dashed his hopes, mm-hmm. in, oh God, and you're not even going to be in the playoffs. You don't know that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> We're only one and a half back and we don't have to play the We're Brewers the mix, again. baby. Oh, that's Fair. Yeah, we don't have that but, devil magic, magic lingering over us. But he was devastated. I saw him after the game. He was, the kid was devastated. And, and, and uh, it's all your fault. So you should cool. feel at least a little bit bad. No, cool. Like he can it. feel our pain from just the 90s. Yeah. You <laughs> tears two, I cried in the 90s. Oh, in the reds. 2000s when Ken yeah. Griffey Jr., both of his knees exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It sucked. At least he got to see a World Series win. Yeah. Which I, I always get a little bit jealous of younger Cubs fans who got to see a World Series so young because they're just going to expect things in a different way, I think, about the, the success of the team. And I think they'll look at me as the old man as being really negative, you know, having an yeah. ultimately cynical view of everything, which is maybe unfair to, like, if you start at 16 and that's your first team, and then you got to go and see a bunch of playoff baseball. Like, you're going to expect that. And I think you should, being a major market team. It's Agreed. really unfair how things went down for my generation and before. Like, we shouldn't wear this as a badge of honor. We should just be mad that it ever happened. <laughs> go, go see a therapist and, like, work through it. And, like, <laughs> let the damn kids be happy yeah. without shitting on their parade. Because part of me is like, well, I'm glad Jake saw that loss. It makes him tough. <laughs> he, he should know that you don't deserve a good closer. Callous up, boys. Right. It's not yeah. fair. You know, but it's but also on the he flip. He deserves happiness. Well, on the flip side of that, when you guys won the World Series, it was really cool for like super old dudes who have been like, now I've seen it all. And then they can like die in home or whatever. Oh, yeah, no. Mm. Do you know how many people died immediately? <laughs> just checked out. They were just the holding on for this. They had terrible lives. They're just laying there waiting to die. Like, yeah. no, I got to see the Cubs win it. Yeah. They win it November 4th. 80,000 people died. Yeah. <laughs> Rizzo true. put the ball in his back pocket and Grandpa went night-night. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That See, that's the way to go. 
Oh, no I'm going to live to be whatever, like, 108 years is, you know, whatever that would be, like 2016, yeah. plus 108, plus whatever age <laughs> I would. That makes me 150, I believe, yeah. at that point, or something like that. I'm going to live to be 150 yeah. just so I could do that, because that was really the way to do it. Yeah, I'm going to die in GABP and yeah. have them wheel me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, right after go. a walk-off win, and there's, like, a Friday night fireworks situation, yeah. they're going to wheel me out. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is playing. Even better yet, shoot you up there with the fireworks. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. I, want, I just want to sit out there for a double header. Just put my corpse in the POW chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream. Drop you up, like, on top of the dugout. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm Gapper for the day. Oh, Maybe yeah. Paint my corpse red and just have me dance around with fur. Shoot me out of Redzilla. <laughs> oh, like it's in the T-shirts. Like, blow me up. Like Red, Redzilla was <laughs> like broken last ashes. night. It was, it was smoking? It was, it was broken. broken. What? What yeah, happened? Redzilla. I don't know if you guys caught that. Anybody was at the game. Like, Redzilla started going around and, like, some of the T-shirts were jammed up in there and, like, yeah. they weren't coming out. That's, they put a boot on that Redzilla, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wasn't paying rent. Yeah, we couldn't get a 21 foam ball salute. <laughs> it was a real bummer. Well, we got two games left for this to really just help decide the mm -hmm. NL Central and the wild card standings. Today, you know, right now it's Saturday. It's 2, thir 38, 39, whatever. I don't know how to read. And um, today we've got Abbott on the, on the bump. Mm -hmm. You have Assad, young fella, cool glasses. Yeah. Feels like it should be it should be a real close, tight game again. The sod's pitched really well the past couple outings, right? Yeah, no, he's been a no, he's been a real workhorse. Uh, kind of surprising a lot of opening a lot of eyes because he was never supposed to be like anything more than maybe rotation bullpen depth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't think they really believed in his abilities maybe completely. Mm -hmm. uh, when when I first saw him pitch last year when when it came up, Assad. Um, impressed a lot of people, and I think opened a few eyes, at least of the fans, because he did well. But then, really, what he did in the World Baseball Classic, pitching for Team Mexico, yeah, when he rocked his way through an all-star lineup of mm. the USA team. I was there. Yeah, Crazy. that was in uh, in Arizona. Yep, right. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, was yeah, at I think that you game. guys were at the game too, right? The the Arizona game, uh, Mexico versus USA. Man, wow. you've had your heart broken a lot this year, bud. <laughs> <laughs> he did get more else to sign a ball, though, so that's pretty cool. That's all that matters. So, uh, but, you know, Assad, it, you know, I think is an example of somebody that he might have broken with the team, but they didn't use him much. Right. And I'm like, why don't they use Assad? Yeah, and they kept He's sending straight. him down to AAA, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Like, Tyone keeps blowing up. Nah, I keep throwing him out there. He's a vet. No, why don't you keep keep using? Why don't you use Assad? He's been really good. Like yeah. he's actually doing well. No, no, we don't believe in him. So they don't use him. No, they and use now, Smiley instead. Exactly. And and he was good to start the year, but it's been terrible for months. Old. And yeah, and and you just run out of steam. But Assad, they just refuse to believe that he can be good. And it's been great. And so I think you know I believe in him, and he's been great this year. I think. He had a uh, he pitched against you last year. Had a good one and a bad one. Yeah, and I I wrote down some notes about what he did against us. But yeah, he faced you in relief this year. Did three point one innings. So he's been doing some uh, long man stuff, and it was like three walks, four Ks, but only one hit. So I don't know. That's a weird outing. Yeah, right that's there. odd. Yeah, that's odd. So um, Fraley hit a, a dong off of him, and I don't he know. The he's OG Viking, baby. Yeah, glad to have him back. Fraley, yeah. baby. God, it's a huge Oh, yeah, he's help. not on the team anymore? No, 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 no. Oh. He has a stress fracture in his toe. The That went home? The, the one that stayed home. It's, no, it was the one that had none. That has none, because this little piggy mark goes to market. Toe fracture. 
That's yeah. how we describe Andrade. So he was out for a little while, just came back this series. La- yesterday. Yeah, went three for four. Yeah, he had a hell of a game. Amazing. On a, on a broken toe, and it's just like, fuck it. Was uh, an, R- an RBI leader for us for a little while before yeah, he got clutch. Um, really, you could see the uptick with his power. That was the one thing we were really missing. And thank God he's back. And then we have Hunter Renfro, who's a true patriot, if you didn't know that. so well, The thing that bothers me, I mean, about a lot of the way the Cubs kind of approach their starting pitching in their development and how they draft is they don't have a lot of swing and miss stuff. It's a lot of pitch to contact, mm-hmm. fool the guy. Hend- Hendricks is like that. That's like the, the, the best example of that. Yeah. And, uh, and so Assad is very much in that realm. Reds are a team. Can make a lot of contact. Nickel and dime you to, to death, Correct. kind of in a way. Death by a thousand paper death cuts. By, yeah, so it, that's the only thing that concerns me about it. Really, all the Cubs pitchers. You know, mm, really, sure. Wicks all, had all a lot of swing and miss stuff yesterday, though. He's the guy that I think people are thinking can be that dude. But, you know, two starts, a lot of promise, first-round pick action. Right. And, you know, so Cubs fans are excited, but, you know. The, the, the younger ones are excited. The old ones are all cynical and be like, this will never work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's obviously going to get Tommy John immediately. Yeah, we well, all what concerns me about today is that Abbott hasn't had a lot of length. He's had a lot of control issues. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, uh, he seems to be one of the players that when I think about the Reds not having the familiarity of uh, longevity going into uh, this point uh, in the season – Abbott comes to mind a lot because you can see like where there's just been this pretty much consistent downward like tick with him with his uh, effectiveness on the mound and he's normally really good but he's just not having the stamina now to uh, go long and also this is only his 18th or 19th career start so it's like we we want to win but you also got to cut these kids some slack this is the most he's ever pitched in Ever at yeah, any level children. in baseball, right? Yeah, when we're there with Justin Steele too, we're right there with the young guy, and uh, you know, I, I think even um, you know Assad probably. You know, oh, they're counting on me. This is a pennant race. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a new uncharted territory for a lot of these guys. Of course, and same with the game for tomorrow with Williamson. This is the most he's ever pitched at any level again. Strong lefty had a really great outing last time with a really good pitch mix. I've got the breakdown in front of me. Uh, he had. 39 uh, four-seamers, 35 cutters, 24 change-ups, and seven curveballs. When Did you can take those th- three of those pitches and throw them at that at like that much of a clip and be able to spread it out like that, it's pretty dangerous for a guy who's only got, I don't know, 20 career starts in the majors, who's only going to get better against a veteran in Jamison Tyon who's recently just come on, right? Well, you know. <laughs> I think that's my comment. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, I'll say Williamson, he's been looking so good. He's been getting so close to stringing together like all these great, you know, uh, he's doing great with like, these pitch sequences. Uh, in the last start, he did do very well up until the point where he had that uh, disengagement slash bulk situation. That was weird. Mentally threw him off. So you see him getting, you know, closer and closer to having the confidence to be on that mound. And that's... Uh, I, uh, hopefully he keeps trending in the direction that he's going. Yeah, and even when that happened and he was got shook, he still had six innings, three earned runs, six hits, no walks, five Ks. He had a 20% called strike whiff rate, too. Yeah, the no walks is really big for him. It's huge, because that was his problem go, go, like starting out the year in AAA and working his way up to the big league squad. And had that confidence working in, I think, too, for him. And that's, that's young guys. You know, like that's, yep. that's, and that's what it is. If you have a young team... You got to get them out there. You got to see what you got and let them work through it. That just there's no other way to do it. Right. Mm. 
and then but the difference between us and you is you guys can actually throw money at the problem. If if all, you if yeah, they if, want to. Yeah, if they want to, yeah. We can't. If we have one Mike Moustakis, it sinks us. Yeah, and then it's over. Yeah. Fucking fatty. Did you know that Mike Moustakis hit a gun in his folds when he was here? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, th- I, 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 I think the best solution, I think the best outcome for us anyway would just be split. Just a 2-2 split with this series at home. Keep on track. Hope that the Diamondbacks lose and the Giants lose. Hoping for other teams to lose is not a winning strategy. Yeah, and that's kind of where we're at right now because Milwaukee has been hot until very recently. We just beat them 2-3. Uh, how'd you do that? We have never we accidentally. Yeah, what you guys do? Is, we beat we, them we one to nothing. Like we just didn't allow runs. I don't know what happened. Like huh. scoring runs. You yeah, know, that's we, a what's novel that? Not even a lot. Yeah. Like we, you don't even have to score a lot of runs. You just have mm. to score like one, and then it's fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you did know, you? I heard a rumor that it worked out anyway. I heard a rumor when you were at American Life Field that uh, the Bat Boy ran out and just put cheese curds behind the pitching mound. Yeah. Distracted Corbett just distract the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, would, it would work for me, I'll tell you that. Yeah, we put sneezing powder in Bernie's mustache wax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, what was the players that they left out, like bubblegum, like at second base from the comeback, but it's just like cheese curds from the yeah. players. It's just they replaced first base with a bowl of ranch. Yeah, I'd like to play out there then. I would too. So, yeah. Um, let's, uh, well, we're running out of time here. So, uh, let's... Um, let's let's round third. Head for home. Shut this down. Do some trivia. Give out some in the clutch gift cards. And then you want to play some? Play some yeah, I'll play a couple of. Play some shit. Uh, of, uh, I've tried to keep it not as Cubs specific. The songs I'm going to play. There, like for example, we can all agree that Rob Manfred hates baseball. Correct. So I yes. will play that song. And uh, we can all agree to fuck the Cardinals. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. That's Maybe I'll sing along. Well, the too. thing is, is the 2,000 of the 4,000 here are Cubs fans. So I think you're, good. you're yeah. attacking a pretty good demo. Either way, here. yeah. Either way. So let's, uh, let's round third and head for home. Chris, what do you got coming up, buddy? I had to write it down. Uh, September 4th, I'll be in Louisville at Planet of the Tapes. If you are there, so will I. Uh, <laughs> September 7th, we're going to be at Lost and Found, baby. That's right, baby. And Cincy, if you'll be there. It's a fun spot. It could be a great show. Also another Cincy show, September 23rd at Comet. That is a super fun bar and music venue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also September 30th, I'll be at uh, the Brick Room in Noblesville, Indiana. So if you're out there, get at me. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Nice. Danny, what do you got? All right, well, uh, I am the uh, leader of the Bleacher Bum Band. Yes. And uh, we got a lot of Cub songs that we've recorded. And you can find those on any of your streaming sites, your Spotify's, your YouTube Musics, your Pandora's, uh, good old-fashioned CDs. You can uh, I'll burn, I'll burn Ooh, one baby. for you. I'm that old. I stream got your CDs. Yeah, yeah, you can stream your CDs. I'll <laughs> stream D. But uh, yeah, just check out the Bleacher Bum Band. I also have a podcast called The Sun Ranto Show. You can Google all that stuff, and we talk about the Cubs. Yeah, you've been on all the time. Yeah, no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so just check out all my stuff there, and uh, yeah, that's it. I have one thing to plug. It's very important. A Sky Rosa Malort Luge. I think I need to try. I think we need to try this. Here we go. I think we should. I think it's time. So we'll do this and uh, get it on. Get it on film. Get it on on audio. Yes. Okay. So you can just hear me going. Oh God! Fuck. So it's beautiful. This is, by oh the way, this goodness. is not. Oh wait, I get one too. Oh yeah. We all Uh-oh. get one. Oh baby. Give it one for kill no, no. everybody. Yeah. 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 
Oh boy, this so, is this is exciting. This is not. Is, oh God. Get away from is this legal in the state? Just wanna. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna you know I don't you know what totally worth it. Okay. Oh, okay. so we're, we're oh, pouring it down. Oh, well, I need to adjust the camera real quick then. What exactly? We're, we're pouring it down our throats, and then we're eating the Sky Rosa? Okay. Oh, baby. I'm going to have to go to church after this. This feels wrong. No. <laughs> so I should describe, maybe, I don't know if we've described it properly what's happening here, but there is a, uh, a cheese coney on top of a piece of La Rosa's pizza, and then we're going to, what, soak this thing with Malort? Or, or I'm going to hold it up and do a shot of Malort while, okay. So this is, yeah, all right. This is going to be rough. Oh, man. I already clogged the toilet once today. Oh, who's ready to clog her again? <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. How do you outro here. So we did it. That was the Sky Rosa Malort Luge. I think my I think I just felt a, a callus form on my liver. It's like <laughs> it's like oil and water in my stomach right now. There's so many fights happening. <laughs> oh, this is terrific. This is wonderful. Where's the bathroom by the way? Just right over yeah. there. Right over there. All right, terrific. So uh, thanks to Binsky's bar for having us. Thank you, Binsky. This is Thank awesome. You, uh, thank you to In The Clutch for being one of our sponsors. Uh, if you don't need MLBPA shirts, you know, Chicago baseball, Cincinnati baseball, any baseball, including Savannah Bananas, Negro Leagues, check out our website. Use the promo code NASTYBOYS, all caps, to get 10% off your order. Pretty rad. This shirt's from In The Clutch. It's on this, com- this shirt's from In The Clutch, this Morel shirt right here with this cool yeah. eye black on looking like a tiger. <laughs> kind of looks like a kiss Co- That's the, that yeah. was the whole thing. Destroyer yeah. the Kiss album. My Dusty Baker, that was special order. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is on Comfort Colors. It's really nice. So, And it's Joey Votto doing the wrestling promo against uh, Mad Dog. So, And fuck Mad Dog, that buffoon. <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. Agreed. Uh, and thank you to Sports Drink for being a coffee shop that hosts our podcast. That's, yes. Thank you. That's something. And thank you guys for coming and watching. Thank we really you. appreciate thank it. Thank you, audience, for hanging out. And as always, go!
Go, go Cubs! Go Thank you, guys.